0: Um, But no, will you guys uh, welcome Naz as she comes up to the stage and she shares her story with us. And I'm excited to hear this story and it'll, uh, it's amazing. Thank you.
1: Would you please pray with me? Father God, Lord, I just, I thank you for showing up because you know, um, anyone that knows me knows I could not do this without you, Lord. Thank you that you never give up on me. Lord, I just pray that this would be all about you and not about me, Lord. And that people would see that this is a life that's changed through your love, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just lift up everybody in here, Lord, that they would know, they would know how much you love them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise you and I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Inez, and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with codependency, past emotional and physical abuse. Hi. 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 I am the youngest child of six and was raised in Modesto. My mom was divorced with five children when she met and married my dad. I was born in 1966. The big secret in my family was my dad was an alcoholic. My mom and dad loved each other, but could not get along enough to live together. I was around four years old the first time I remember them separating. I didn't understand what was happening. I just remember my mom and sister were upset. My earliest memory of talking to God was when I was five years old. I would ask God why he made me. What was I supposed to do? My mom would often read Bible stories to me and between the bus picking me up for church and friends taking me, I often went. Even though I was aware there was a God, I was very shy and insecure and desperately wanted to be accepted, which got me into a lot of trouble. At age 12, I was invited by a friend to go to church. It was then I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. I felt so good. I talked to God about everything. Soon life happened. My mom wouldn't let me get baptized. She had a thing about being a hypocrite, and she thought I was too young to make that decision. I had become resentful and proved her right. I thought this Christian life was too hard for me trying to do it on my own instead of relying on the holy spirit to help me that was the beginning of some very poor choices i would make over the next several years my parents got back together when i was 13 years old everything was good for a few months and soon old habits took over and my dad started drinking again the arguing started and not long after my dad moved out Again. My dad was a lovable and hardworking man, and I was a daddy's girl. I only remember my dad spanking me one time, and I deserved it. My mom was the disciplinary in my family. She believed in spare the rod, spoil the child. She also had a very loving side. My mom and dad had a strange relationship, and even though they were separated, My mom would clean my dad's apartment and he would give her money to get her hair done or whatever she needed. My dad would spend the night on holidays and come over often or we would go to his apartment. We never talked about my dad's drinking problem, but we knew. If alcohol wasn't allowed, my dad didn't go. My dad was a quiet, reserved man when he wasn't drinking. My mom, on the other hand, was loud and very outgoing I often wondered how they ever got together, they were so different. I was around 13 years old when my girlfriend got into her dad's medical marijuana and I got high for the first time. I remember being so scared my mom would find out. I I practically took a bath in perfume and mouthwash, but they never found out. My freshman year, my mom allowed me to date after much pleading that everyone was big mistake I did not have the social skills or confidence to be in a relationship I started dating a boy and everything was fine until he started pressuring me to have sex if you know me please pray for me and even if you don't (laughs) um By the time that relationship ended, I'd had an abortion. I was heartbroken and a mess. I did not want to have an abortion. I knew in my heart it was wrong, but I was convinced that if my parents found out, it would kill them. At 16, I started dating a boy that later I would marry and become my children's dad. My mom didn't like him at first but soon he won her over by always being respectful and helping with any work she needed done. We were raised the same. Back then, you might have done things your parents didn't know about, but you were always respectful to them. If my parents didn't approve, it didn't matter how much I cared for him, I couldn't date him. He proposed on my 18th birthday, the night of my high school prom. After graduation, we moved in together. Even though we were engaged, there was no talk of wedding plans. At 19, we got into a big argument that turned physical and broke up. I moved out. I moved in with my best friend and her husband. I still had no idea who I was or what my purpose was in this life. I was so lost, still making very poor choices, I moved to Texas with a friend of my roommate's. He had made it sound so wonderful. I knew it was a mistake immediately. I was around successful people, and on the outside they looked like they had it all together, but I soon realized they were just as messed up as I was. I started talking to my ex-fiancé. He told me he was making some positive changes. We started riding each other, and I was talking about coming home. I was still in Texas. It was New Year's Eve, and I was out with some friends. I had gotten drunk and had sex with someone I knew. I had absolutely no memory of it the next morning. I moved back home and got back together with my fiancé, but I came home pregnant. At the thought of having another abortion, I took an overdose of prescription pills that my mom had had. All it did did was give me the worst headache I'd ever had. So I chose to have another abortion. I didn't cry this time. I just stuffed it like nothing happened. Proverbs 14:2 There is a way that seems right to man but in the end is the way to death. We started making wedding plans and I was obsessed about starting our family. 3 months before our wedding I got pregnant with our daughter. We were overjoyed. The emptiness I felt went away. We were happy. We got married, had our daughter, and purchased our first home in 1986. I was so happy, but I felt a responsibility for this beautiful baby girl. It wasn't about me anymore. This beautiful baby girl depended on me to have the answers. In 1988, I got pregnant with our beautiful son. It was during this time we met some Christian friends that invited us to church It was September 1988 that I rededicated my life back to Christ. My world started changing. I was dedicated to learn God's word and have a great marriage and be the best mom I could be. I read every book and took every class I could on marriage relationships and parenting. The more I started to grow in the Lord, the more I was confronted with my sin I had repented for my sins when I received Christ, but the guilt and shame of what I did haunted me. We supported Menesto Pregnancy Center, went on pro-life walks, yet I was terrified that my children would discover what I had done. This This would be my struggle over the next 18 years. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts, You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body, and your book were written. Every one of them, The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. I have received God's forgiveness. My depression has lifted by God's grace. I will, however, never forget that I chose to abort two of my children. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. Through the tools of CR... I will not allow the devil to have victory over my life anymore. God will get the glory for a life that has been changed by the love of God in Christ Jesus. By 1995, we were very involved at our church in different ministries. We were in the middle of being trained as lay counselors for couples. It was during this time we were having some marital problems. It was around 2000 and my mom was diagnosed with cancer. My mom moved in with us and I had the privilege to quit my job when she could no longer care for herself. She fought for two years and went to be with the Lord. It was during this time that our daughter had become rebellious to the point that I would pray that God would keep her alive long enough for her to come to her senses. Then my husband's grandma, who we were close with, passed away. We were in crisis mode. In 2004, our nephew, that was 13, moved in with us. This was our second nephew we had taken in when their parents could no longer care for them. Our lives had become unmanageable. Romans 7:18, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature, For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I was fear-driven in my actions. Instead of surrendering to my God, I was trying to control things. We were going through the motions, but not connecting. It was during this time a friend invited me to CR. My first response My first response had been, I don't have any of those problems. But I went and soon realized what a mess I was. I was a people-pleasing, control freak caregiver. By 2006, our home was in utter chaos and I had a nervous breakdown. It was not long after that I realized I could no longer live like this. We had separated and I was in deep despair At this time, I was in a step study. It was my lifeline. I didn't have a sponsor, but it kept me moving forward, and when I went, I didn't feel alone because everyone was real and transparent. They were survivors. I remember calling out to God that I wasn't going to make it if he didn't help me. I heard God speak to me, not in an audible voice, but I heard him. He said, if it would only been me, he would have died on that cross for me. You see, I always thought that I was a second thought to God. If something good happened to us, I thought it was because of my husband. I never knew how much God loved me. He led me to Isaiah 55. Come all who are thirsty. Come to the water. Verse seven: B. Let him turn to the Lord, and I will have mercy on him, and to our God, for He will freely pardon. It was then that I felt God's overwhelming love for me, not because of anyone else or what I did or didn't do. He loved me and desired me to know Him. Romans eight thirty eight through thirty nine. For I am convinced. That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I felt secure in God's love. It didn't make all my problems go away, in fact, they had just begun. I went through a bad divorce. Not that there's a good one. My husband had an affair and decided he didn't want to be married to me anymore. I had lost my home, my car, my credit. I lived with a cousin and my aunt on my husband's side for a while. They were a blessing and I will always be grateful to them. I lived in my salon salon for about a year until I lost it. At this time, I was working 12 to 15 hour days. I had some health challenges and I needed insurance. So besides working as a hairstylist, I drove a school bus. I went through two divorce care classes and two step studies back to back. This really helped me as I processed everything. It wasn't until my third step study that I got a sponsor and went through my inventory. I had a sponsor before, but I never reached out to her. I am so grateful for my sponsor. She has helped me grow and move forward and has become a great friend. Sue, I don't know where you are, but I am so appreciative to you. Thank you, Sue. I went through healing from the trauma of abortion through Modesto Pregnancy Center. When I had confessed what I did to my kids, they were quick to forgive. My son grabbed my hand and said, Don't you know there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus? God knows what we need, and when we need it, he is so good. I made some incredible friendships through all of this. It took a while for me to get back on my feet. I wish I could say that I didn't make any mistakes, but that wouldn't be true. But I can say God loved me through it, through it all, and never gave up on me. It was about three and a half years, and I know God just carried me through it because I was, I was a hot mess. and I know I wouldn't have survived without him. Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord. In 2011, I married a wonderful man who loves the Lord. I'm so thankful to have you in my life, Tony. Our family is so blessed to have you, and I'm so grateful for you. I still continue to work my program, and it will be a lifelong journey. Step four. We made, a, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Let us examine our ways and test them. And let us return to the Lord. Lamentations 340. Before CR, I was the parent that was always trying to catch my kids before they made a mistake. We learn by failing. I would manipulate situations out of fear. I had no healthy boundaries. The blessing of working my program. I'm learning to have healthy boundaries. I can work on myself through the power of prayer and God's word and see our tools. And keeping myself surrendered to God is a full-time job. I respect that my adult children are responsible for their own choices and lives. My power is to pray for them and surrender them to God. I encourage where I can. I have a family member that I love dearly that has a chemical imbalance and anger issues. Through the tools of CR, it has taken me over 15 years, but I have put up healthy boundaries for my protection and not to enable this person. I have better relationships. There are times my adult children actually like to be around me (laughs) and invite me to do fun things with them. I try to be available to them for advice when they ask and not to intervene when they don't. I am a better... Grandmother, I have released control and surrendered them to my Lord and Savior for their safety and their decisions. Step six: we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up." James 4:10. "I am a better wife, I try try not to expect my husband to meet the needs I have that only God alone is to fulfill I did that in my first marriage I have been fear driven my entire life I have surrendered it to my Lord and I choose faith I can be the best version of myself through working the steps at CR to the first timer It's no mistake that you are here. No matter what you have done or been through. God has a plan and a purpose for his glory. Step 11. We sat through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. Praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Colossians 3.16 It doesn't matter how we started. It matters how we finish. I know who I am in Christ. He is my Lord and my Savior and he completes me. Philippians 3.13-14 Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to taking hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the privilege of letting me share.
0: That's here, hear it for Inez. There was a lot of good things in your testimony. I appreciate what you shared. One of the things I pulled out was uh, three step studies. And it wasn't until her third that she started to use her uh, sponsor. And that's when uh, she started gaining traction. So if you don't have a sponsor, get a sponsor. If you have a sponsor, use your sponsor. So just some tips there. But Inez, thank you for writing that and sharing your story with us tonight. I appreciate it. If her story touched your heart tonight or uh, something impacted you, I encourage you afterwards uh, during our uh, cafe time, I encourage you to talk to her and uh, share that with her. So let's close our time with the serenity prayer, and then we'll head off to group. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with you forever the next. Amen.